ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನಾಶಲಾಕಾ ಚಕ್ಷೋನ್ಮಿಲಿತಂಜೇನ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುವೇ ನಮಃ ಹಲೋ ಅಂಡ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಟು ಅರ್ ಸೀಕಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಎಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಪಾಡ್ಕಾಸ್ಟ್ ಥ್ಯಾಂಕ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಟೀನಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ವೆರಿ ಲೈಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾವನ್ ಪೋಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ಎನಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಅ ವೈಲ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಸಮರ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಸಮರ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಫೆಸ್ಟಿವಲ್ ಸೀಸನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ಬಿನ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫೋರ್ತ್ ಅಕ್ರಾಸ್ ದ ಗ್ಲೋಬ್ ಓವರ್ ದೀಸ್ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಕಪಲ್ ಮಂತ್ಸ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ಫೆಸ್ಟಿವಲ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಯು ಎಸ್ ಎ ಕ್ಯಾಲಿಫೋರ್ನಿಯಾ ಅರ್ ಸೋಕೆಲ್ ಸೇವ ಆಶ್ರಮ್ ನಿಯರ್ ಸ್ಯಾಂಟಾ ಕ್ರೂಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಟು ಫಾರ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಸ್ಯಾನ್ ಹೋಸೇ ಸ್ಯಾನ್ ಫ್ರಾನ್ಸಿಸ್ಕೋ ಏರಿಯಾ ದೆನ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಫೆಸ್ಟಿವಲ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಹಂಗರಿ ಹಿಯರ್ ಕ್ಲೋಸ್ ಟು ಬೂಡಪ್ಯಾಸ್ಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಲಂಡನ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ವೆರಿ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ಸೆವರಲ್ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ಗ್ಯಾದರಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಸೋ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಬಿನ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಬಿನ್ ಅ ಹ್ಯಾಪಿ ಬಿಸಿ ಟೈಮ್ ಆಫ್ ರಿಮೆಂಬರಿಂಗ್ ದ ಲೋರ್ಡ್ ದ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಕಂಪನಿ ಆಫ್ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ಸೋಲ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಚಾಂಟಿಂಗ್ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ಪ್ರೇಯರ್ಸ್ ಟೇಕಿಂಗ್ ವಂಡರ್ಫುಲ್ ಬ್ಲೆಸ್ಡ್ ಫುಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ನಾವು ಐಮ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಟು ದ ಸೀಕಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಎಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಪಾಡ್ಕಾಸ್ಟ್ ಐ ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಶೇರ್ ವಿತ್ ಯು recording of a talk that um i had here in hungary a couple of days ago on the birthday the appearance day of lord krishna krishna janmashtami we call it and mostly discussing the sweetness the charm the beauty of the krishna conception of divinity and also the the fact that ultimately variety a dynamic spiritual reality is the only thing that can satisfy us and i also go into some of the limitations of the impersonal lines of thought in regards to the the final goal you know what is the nature of the absolute reality that we are all approaching so i hope you all get something from this thanks for tuning in all the best and it's really it is a very very joyful day very happy day we are celebrating the personality of godhead it is such a wonderful thing you know that we are told right shrimad bhagavatam tells us the scriptures tell us the siddhas vaishnavas the saints the gurus tell us you know god is a person and you can have a relationship with him <laughs> There was one occasion in our in our mat in our temple in Navadvip when um there were some disciples of Swami Maharaj Prabhupada there some westerners some western disciples and and some of the westerners were invited to say something it was some type of program that was going on And I believe Srila Sridhar Maharaj was there and Swami Maharaj Prabhupada and Gurudev, they were all there and, and also some, you know, many Bengali devotees and also some Westerners were there too. Srila Maharaj Gurudev Prabhupada is of course the key to this. And, and then some of the Westerners were invited to say something. And, and we heard this from, I think Srila Sridhar Maharaj, he, he mentioned it, that 
there was one lady there, some, I think an American lady, she was invited to say something, and, and, and she said, you know, what I like the most about Krishna consciousness is the idea that we can have a family life with God. <laughs> now, this is what attracts me the most, and this idea. We can have a family life with God. It's such a beautiful thing, such a sweet thing. <laughs> no, not that God is somebody very far away or somebody a little frightening. Or <laughs> but some would like like our like our children, you know, our beloved children or husband or wife or friend or lover. In the same way we have this kind of intimacy with around us and the people we know. Imagine having that relationship with God. What a wonderful thing. The inner, there's one beautiful quote of Srila Sridhamar where he says that we made on some new flyers, the innermost hankering of every soul is for beauty, love, charm, not for power, for knowledge, or anything else. Uh, the, the innermost hankering, innermost desire of every soul is for. Oh, sorry. Not for power, for knowledge, or anything else. In, in this world, because we are not living in our pure state, then we become attracted, right, by different ideals of this world. You know? For these things, you know, power, knowledge, money, control, these things, they pull us in different ways, right, time to time. But really, these things do not satisfy us. They, they, they all have a, they all have a lifespan. You know? And none of them, none of them holds abs an absolute position, right? Not, not everybody wants money, not everybody wants power, right? right. Not everybody wants fame, popularity, all these things. Right. But nobody can say they don't want love, right? <laughs> nobody can say they don't, they don't want sweetness, they don't want joy, all these things. Intimacy, you know, affection, beauty. Nobody can say they don't. If they say, then there's something very wrong with them. <laughs> Be a very strange person. Srila Sridhar Maharaj, he quoted one line, and 
maybe it's from Shakespeare, saying that if somebody, if somebody's heart does not melt when they hear beautiful poetry, then then he says, then they could commit murder. <laughs> like there's some like your heart should be touched. If you hear something beautiful, then your heart should be touched. If not, then you could be a murderer. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> So the the normal wholesome heart, you know, is is attracted to these things. And in the in the Krishna conception of divinity, in the ideal of Krishna consciousness. You know, this this finds this desire within our heart finds full fulfillment, full satisfaction, full realization. You know, where the in it is in the in the Krishna conception of God that the the finite soul is able to connect with the infinite in the closest way, in the most intimate way. In a way that almost doesn't make sense, right? Like how, how is it possible that tiny you know, insignificant beings could have this kind of opportunity. It almost doesn't make, it's almost hard to believe, right? <laughs> Such a thing is possible. There was one gentleman who was um, hearing about Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's gift from Shilashudha at one time. And and was discussing how Mahaprabhu is spreading this gift of divine love to everyone, to one and all, with no discrimination. And there was one gentleman, he, he said, you know, how is this possible that, that Sri Chaitanya Dev, you know, that he should give the highest thing to the lowest people? How is this possible? <laughs> and Srila Sridhamarshi answered, should he give some stone chips? <laughs> and he said, this is the only thing that he has. You know, it's the only currency that he has. You know? <laughs> like, like maybe some, some rich people, right? They only have big notes. They only have like... You know, like they only have twenty thousand foreign, fifty thousand foreign notes, you know. And, 
and they don't want to deal with small change, you know. If they go to the shop, maybe they'll buy something that's only 5,000 forints, and they'll give them 50,000 for, oh, keep the change, you know. <laughs> This, this, this is how I operate, you know, this is how I roll. <laughs> I, I only have gold. I don't have silver or iron or anything else. I, I, only, I can only pay you in gold. <laughs> and, and this is also the nature of mercy, right? You know? Mercy, love, you know, these are, this is the nature of the highest plane of reality. These are the qualities of the highest persons. Mercy, love, affection. And through that link, this is the key, right? Through the link of love and affection, then there's no, then high, low, all these things, they don't matter anymore, right? Who is good, who is bad, you know, who's superior, who's inferior, it doesn't matter anymore through the link of love and affection. You know, like, like the, the Cinderella story is, is very popular, right? The, the, the rich prince falls in love with a poor girl, right? <laughs> Cinderella. Cinderella. Or maybe not in Hungary, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you have another version. Yeah. <laughs> the same, the same. <laughs> And maybe, maybe the day before, she was a very poor person, nobody knows her, struggling. But because the prince falls in love with her, then through love they are equal. Then she has everything, right? So in the same way, you know, we are, we are very tiny, finite souls, right? But if we can attract the love, the mercy, the grace, of the Lord, who is the infinite, you know, then we can have everything. These, these days I've been um, going through Brahma Samhita, this is one of our scriptures, Brahma Samhita, and describing Krishna, Krishna's nature, Krishna's beauty. And there's one verse there, Advaitam ajutam anadimananta rupam adyam purana purusham navayovanancha vedeshu dorlava madorlava matma bhakto it's saying, it's a very, very, um, very um, interesting contrast made in this verse. And it's describing Krishna as, you know, who is the non-dual, absolute truth, who is infallible, um, who is the origin of all, who has no origin, you know, this great almighty being. 
Van, van egy érdekes ellenőrző kettőség, mert hogy Isten egyfelől a mindennek az oka kettőség nélküli egy. Tehát a legfelsőbb személyiség. He is the most the most ancient original being and at the same time Navajo he is eternally youthful. And then And then Vedeshu Dorlavam and it's very difficult to reach him through following the scriptures. It's very difficult to attain him. However, Adur Labam Atma Bhakta means, however, he is very easy to attain through love, <laughs> through the heart. <laughs> so, you know, this great, almighty, infinite, powerful being, you know, very far away, very distant. You know. But if you just approach him with affection, then he's very easy to get. <laughs> Just like in this world, right? You know, we, we can imagine if there's some great powerful person you want to approach, it'd be normally it's very difficult, isn't it? No, there will be a whole hierarchy of persons that you have to get through to be able to meet them. No, so many, so there will be so many people blocking the way, right? And that person also won't be so sure, you know, you know what is it that you want, you know. Everybody wants something from me. <laughs> no, you also want something from me. <laughs> But if somehow or other you can touch their heart, right? You can charm them. You can attract their mercy, their affection. Then they will, you know, what is theirs is yours. You know, they'll give you everything. <laughs> So this is like a, it's like a, kind of like an open secret. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, the, the scriptures, they did, the Vedas, they describe different aspects of, of God, of the divinity. Yeah. And you know there is the impersonal, you know, Brahman aspect. No, God, who is appearing in this, what we understand to be Krishna's halo, his effulgence, right? You know, it is in, it is a, a, a plane of consciousness, you know, light. And this, and this idea is actually very popular in the world, you know, people are comfortable, they like this idea. You know, and I think one reason for it is that because this 
world that we live in, it's a world of such complexity, right? Complexity and stress and anxiety. And so the idea that that you know that God is this this great white light and there's so much peace there, you know, can understand why it is attractive. This is why Buddhism is very popular. It is easy for people to identify with. It is very attractive. It is like an an antithesis to the complexity, the struggle of this world that we live in. It's like a it's like a reaction to the suffering of this world, right? But ultimately that becomes dry, right? <laughs> it is it is like if you if you have a big feast and then you want to fast for a few days. <laughs> then you get some enjoyment from fasting. But soon enough you want to feast again, right? <laughs> and then we are also told of the conception of God as an almighty being, you know, the great father, the almighty creator. And in and in the Vedic tradition this is this is um Vishnu, right? Lord Vishnu. And Lord Vishnu, he's a very impressive figure. You know, he has four arms. You know, we only have two arms. <laughs> He he must be something special if he has four arms. <laughs> Just like all these superheroes, right? Everybody likes like if somebody special they must have some special quality, right? Something different, something superhuman, right? They can fly or they have four arms, or they have five heads, or something, you know, it must be something, right? <laughs> and Lord Vishnu doesn't have parents, also. That makes sense, right? Of course, God doesn't have parents. He is the original being. And then we then we come to the idea of Krishna. 
And Krishna, he's a, he looks very ordinary. No, he's a, he's a cowherd boy, for goodness sake. <laughs> and he has parents, he has friends, he has girlfriends, many girlfriends. <laughs> many, many girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> so many people, they kind of scratch their head, like, how can you think this is the supreme entity? How is this possible? <laughs> if you analyze according to conventional or stereotypical standards, then it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. So, so how is it that our gurus, our teachers in this line, they have, they have said very clearly, Krishna stu Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is the original Supreme Lord. How can they say such a thing? How is it possible? <laughs> no, even, even so many great sages, you know, they... It is mentioned in Bhagavatam, you know, when Shukadev Goswami, when he is telling about the pastimes of Krishna to this big assembly of so many great, educated, intelligent, saintly scholars and sages, you know, Shukadev is describing about Krishna Leela. And all of these great, great men, they're sitting there with their mouths open. How is this possible? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you know, you're telling us that the supreme, the Param Brahma, the supreme absolute truth. No, he's a he's a butter thief, you know, and he, and he's a womanizer. You know, how is this possible? <laughs> So the answer, the answer is rasa. Right? Rasa, you know, divine feeling, sentiment, ecstasy, joy, taste. <coughs> Rasa is that taste in life that we are seeking. And so our gurus, they, they speak about the science of rasa. That, that this is how we can understand the gradation within divinity. Who gives us more rasa? Who gives us more joy? more ecstasy, you know, more satisfaction of the heart. Why? Because rasa is the, is the common denominator, right? Com rasa is what everybody is searching for. 
So it, it is the most valuable substance, most fundamental substance, a need. If somebody goes to to climb a mountain, you know, or they go to drink a cup of coffee, or to watch a, a horror movie or a romance movie, they're searching some particular type of rasa, some particular taste. By nature, we are rasa seekers. So when you know when we go to eat a meal, we're not satisfied with just one flavor, right, or one preparation. Only sweet or only salty or only sour. It would, it would be difficult. It would be difficult to eat with that. And I, I, I read recently there's even some mechanism um, in the brain that that you you will feel full if you eat too much eat so much of the same flavor the same taste you feel full then if you have another flavor another taste you will feel more hunger again so there's actually a science behind why there's always room for the chocolate cake <laughs> right it's like that you eat a full meal you feel full then the cake oh i have space that's that's actually like a chemical process that goes on in the brain <laughs> so not only are we seeking taste, but we like variety, variety of taste. We we have a we have a whole variety of relationships, right? And we enjoy each each type of relationship between a mother and a child, a husband and a wife, you know, you know, friends have one particular type of relationship, you know, lovers. And we enjoy a variety, right? All these things. And when we go to work, right, you there's a particular relationship you have with your coworkers, right? It's all it's all different and it's all very relishable. It's all enjoyable. It all adds to the, the complete, full experience. So this is the perspective of our gurus, of our divine teachers. You know, they're, they're looking, what is really the essence of everything? This is the perspective. That... And then, then, if we are, then if we want to understand what is the gradation within divinity, then you know, who can give us the most rasa? Because this is the most essential thing. Maybe so, uh, uh, 
So as as I said, you know, God God appears as a as a great white light, you know, it's consciousness, then we our hearts will not be satisfied by that. It's it's it will be a little dry. It will be dry. So so the so the Vedas they acknowledge that 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 the divinity has this aspect, but it is not the it is not the the, the ultimate, it is not the highest, it is not the final. It is one aspect of the divine. It is, you know, like, you know, this idea, everything is one, right? Some of the persons who worship this aspect of divinity, that is their idea, everything is one. But this is very unnatural to the human heart. It is a nice idea, but if you actually go to apply that and live by that, it doesn't make sense. And it is, it is not joyful, it is not satisfying, it is, does not feel, does not really move in harmony with our heart, that idea. A few years ago, I, I, um, I stayed with one family in Spain for like a week or two, and, and um, they had the, a grandmother, was the mother of the, the father, I think, very old, like, you know, 80, 90 years old, and she had no teeth. And, and this family, they, you know, very Latin blood, they like to enjoy life, you know. And they would make very fancy preparations, and we, we would always have lunch at like 4 p.m., and, and they'd make all these special dishes, you know. And, but, the, but the grandmother, she had no teeth. So, so what did what did they? So what did they do? They blended everything up. <laughs> blended. So, so we, we would be sitting there eating all these very nice preparations and she would be, it's all like a gray mush, you know? If you, if you try that, you, it loses all the flavor. If you mix everything together like that, you lose all the flavor and all the color and everything. <laughs> And I felt so bad, you know, and sometimes she would sit next to me and, and, she, and she's having this, like, gray mush with some 
soft white bread and, and I'm eating all these nice preparations. I felt so bad. You know? <laughs> and 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 I and I thought to myself, this is all the evidence I need to defeat the impersonal conception. Right? <laughs> I don't need I don't need to read so many scriptures or quote so many verses. This is all the evidence I need. <laughs> so by nature we need variety, we need dynamic movement and you know fullness of taste and experience by nature. Constitutionally, we cannot deny that. And then if we consider this other conception of the divinity as a, as a great almighty being, now this is more this is a more developed idea because here God is a person who we can have a relationship with. So this is this is very nice, very wonderful thing, but we cannot have the full satisfaction of the heart here. Yeah. You know why? Because there is there is a little bit of fear. You know, there's some there's reverence, there's respect. If there's too much respect, you cannot express your heart. And there's also a restriction on 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 how many relationships are available. So, you know, friendship is not really possible. The parental relationship is not possible. So there's, there's some restriction. There's a check in the flow of the heart. Actually, in this world, we, we experience that we have these desires, right? We have feelings, we have, we have feelings, we have urges, but, we, but they are misplaced, right? We, we, don't know, we don't always know where to put them, and sometimes people express them in the wrong way to the wrong people, right? Because we don't have complete awareness of our spiritual nature and spiritual relationship with, with God, then these feelings, we express them in a limited world, right? To limited persons, in limited circumstances.
For example, one one man in California, he's like forty-three or something, and and he said he said one thing he's struggling with now is that his mother, she still wants to see him as her young boy, you know, like she has that maternal instinct, the maternal desires, and she wants to treat him, you know, like he's still ten or fifteen years old, living with her at home and. And, and, and he's, you know, I'm 43 years old, I'm a grown man, you know, we need to change our relationship now. <laughs> and I, I told him, oh, you, you have to tell her about Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> because it's 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 normal to have these kinds of feelings, right? But in this world, we are directing them in in very limited ways, right? So this is something that is generally not discussed in religion, right? You know, what do we do with all of these, these desires? That Where will they go? Are they just meant to, you know, you throw them in the washing machine, jumble them up into, into one mass, one great mass, you know? or you're meant to kill them all? Or what happens to them? You know, where, how can you express them in the divine world? in your spiritual life, in your eternal life, how can you express these things? <laughs> so in the teachings of Srimad Bhagavatam, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all of these things are discussed in a very scientific way. The nature of divine relationship. Everything which is is hinted at or touched upon in a vague way, in a hazy way, is given in so much detail here. It is, it is the sweetest of the sweet, <laughs> and it is also scientific at the same time. So we, we feel very blessed, you know, that we have, we have come to the outskirts of such great thought and such great ideal of life. And in our small way, we are trying to move towards that in a mood of service, dedication.
right, so you've reached the end of the latest Seeking the Essence podcast episode. I hope you got something from here. Hope you keep listening. Have a wonderful day. Haribol.